Hey, thanks for coming. Welcome to the Love Shack. Welcome to the Love Shack. Here we are again um, in our little old place where we can get together and explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations, and uncover mysteries that nobody else talks about, but absolutely influences our relationships. If you're struggling in your marriage, just starting out in a new relationship, or are single and looking to do better next time, this show is a great place for you to be. My name is Stacey Bartley, and I am here with my co-host and lover, Tom. Good day, everybody. Good to be here. (laughs) Together for the past decade, we've been teaching and loving on people from around the world with the sole purpose of helping individuals and couples to love more and fear less in their relationships, both with themselves and others. And a quick shout out. Quick shout out to our podcast listeners. Love Shack Live airs live. That's hence the name, Love Shack Live, every Thursday at 1 p.m. on 1150 KKNW. So I bring this up in case you ever find yourself wanting to ask us a question or share with us live, you can do so. But wherever you are in this moment, thank you so much for listening. It's great to be here together with you. Yes. Today on our show, Tom and I are going to be joined by Dr. Grover Lee, who just happens to be a master winemaker and restaurateur and the owner of Wise Villa Winery here in Lincoln, California. So together, the three of us are going to dive into some romance of the pairing of food and wine. And I don't know about you, but that's a that's a heartfelt romance for Tom and I. Right, honey? <laughs> and also, yeah, that seems to be a predictable pattern of, of uh, pleasure. <laughs> well, that's good. Predictable pattern of pleasure. pleasure. That's a lot of peas. And also how we can use this understanding of food and wine to create more connection and romance in our hearts. So we'll be right back with Dr. Lee. Ready to learn the most important thing you can do to revitalize your relationship today? Go to stacybartley.com slash fairy dust. stacybartley.com forward slash fairy dust. This is the number one thing Stacy teaches her VIP clients that has the power to improve the health of your relationship today. Learn how sprinkling a little fairy dust in your relationship can stop arguments in their tracks, rekindle your spark, and take your difficult conversations from the struggle bus to easy street. Are you tired of sitting on a couple's counselor's couch and feeling like you're just rehashing the past and making no progress? Do you feel like you're holding on to your relationship but panicked you're losing your partner? It's time to learn how to deepen your connection, finally resolve the arguments that keep coming up, understand yourself and your partner, and create the level of intimacy you've been dreaming of. It's time for love to tingle your toes again. Schedule your private session with relationship expert Stacy Bartley at stacybartley.com slash checkup. Do you find yourself attempting to get your point across to friends and family and notice their feelings become hurt instead? Do you tend to feel misunderstood and taken for granted the majority of the time? Instead of listening to others in a conversation, 
Do you find yourself formulating your next response to prove your point? Are you having a difficult time showing up to say anything, but you think about doing it a lot? When we feel like we are being the jerk or the doormat in our relationships, we tend to criticize ourselves harshly. The reality is we've never been taught how to share ourselves effectively with those who we care about and love. Your skills as a salesperson, master negotiator, or expert debater will only lead you into a fight. Matters of the heart require different skills. For a limited time, get half off the regular price of a communications workshop designed to help you gain the understanding and skills you need to navigate through your communications with others, giving you the ability and experience to feel heard, appreciated, and a sense that you matter to the people you care about the most. Get all the juicy details at stacybartley.com forward slash communication. Do you feel like your love life is on life support? It's time for a turbocharged relationship resuscitation with an alternative to marriage counseling. Head over to StacyBartley.com to learn more about their proprietary programs their clients use to save their relationships. S-T-A-C-I-B-A-R-T-L-E-Y.com. Visit StacyBartley.com today. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Well, welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about the romance between food and wine and how it's the pathway to our hearts. And as I mentioned before the break, Dr. Grover Lee will be joining us on the call. And before we do that, though, I just want you to maybe take a look and recall a moment that's one of your most cherished moments in life and see if, like me, you find that food and wine are by chance at the heart of it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't it doesn't take me long before I realize that many of them revolve around food, um, like the sharing of Tom and I having coffee in the morning, right? It's definitely yes, one of our favorites. Um, I love to have a chilled bottle of sparkling wine and a charcuterie board on a warm Sunday afternoon. That's one of my favorite ways to spend it right there in your space, Grover. Um, and how, yes. <laughs> how about the preparing of a special holiday celebration with all of our family favorites or you know, in simple ways too, like eating popcorn on the couch for a movie night. It seems as though food and beverage are often a large part of the experiences that shapes our lives. Now, yes, I would agree that the people that we gather together are indeed the most important parts of our memories, but it's the sharing of our food that we use to connect us. So allow me to introduce our, our guest. And thank you so much, Grover, for taking the time to come and be here. Dr. Grover Lee is a winemaker and owner, owner of Wise Villa Winery, which he built in 2005. He learned a lot about vineyard management by working in the vineyards from grammar school through high school. And Grover attended Cal Poly, where he earned a Bachelor of Biological Science and a graduate degree in biochemistry. It was here that he started studying and reading about the world of wine and wine chemistry and classic winemaking techniques. Grover has a PhD in biochemistry and a doctorate degree in clinical pharmacy. And when I read this, it makes me wonder what I've been doing with my life. Grover, <laughs> welcome so much to the show. It's great to have you here with us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to ask you right out of the gate, if you would share with us, please, what was your moment of personal inspiration to create fantastic wine and food, along with that beautiful place that we are privileged here in California to visit? Right, essentially. Well, yeah, I think um, I think it was um, really in, in college when I really started studying about the regions of wine and the wine world around the world. And um, and then I started traveling extensively in Europe and spending a lot of time there. And um, we have some relatives in Germany and in Sweden and England. And um, and I, I just started to fall in love with the idea of of what I was in. It was all about everything. It wasn't just the wine. It wasn't just the food. It was the experience of being in a place that I was just like melting in and and the whole idea of of um someday i would like to do this i would like to bring tuscany home with me and and have something that um i would really really like that is what i i see i'm never going to retire 
I'm just going to have fun. And, <laughs> and um, I, I have a party to go to every week, you know, almost every day. I mean, we're open seven days a week. So I, I just have a whole lot of fun. And, and you know, the part of that dream was to, um, I learned a lot about wine and I learned a lot about vineyard management my whole life. Mm. And um, I really loved everything else I was doing, but wine was always, I, I started when I was, you know, teaching at the university um, during my PhD work, I would start off the class with a, with a you know, 10 minutes or so of something about wine, wine world, wine chemistry, whatever. And um, everyone would be early my class. <laughs> <laughs> For good reason, right? Yeah. I yeah, wanted just, yeah. Oh, I was I was just going to suggest, you know, because so many of our listeners aren't um, familiar with how Wise Villa looks. Um, let's let's describe it for a moment so that our listeners can kind of take a ride with us. Um, do you oh, want sure. to do that or do you want want me to or maybe well, we'll both take a crack at it? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take a little bit of that. You know, I've been to um, almost every country in, in, in Europe. I don't I don't think I've missed any of them, but I um you know, my idea of, of being in Tuscany and, and driving up to a winery, you, you go through this nice rolling hills with vineyards um, as your entryway. And then you round the corner and you see this, you know, beautiful Tuscany building of some sort. And you see these cypress trees on the hill with a little castle on it or something. Mm. And um, and then um, they they almost always have food. They don't have wine tasting like we do. It's wine tasting with food. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the, the that is the picture that I had in my head, and that's when I when I built the winery and and the restaurant that we have. Um, that's what I wanted people. I wanted them to come away from where they're wherever they're coming from. I want them to enter into Tuscany and walk into, and the music that's playing is not going to be something that they typically are humming on the way there. Or humming on the way back. Hopefully, it's something different. It's it's either some French singing music or some Italian or some something that gives you a feeling of being somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I, then I'm- having a wonderful chef, and then the idea of having wine worthy of the experience and worthy of the food and worthy of the ambiance around you. Um, that took some work. Yes, um, that that takes a lot of work to do what I wanted to do. And um, you've been on my tour before. And um, we do some crazy, crazy things to um, to make the best possible win I could possibly make. And it's it's not it's not easy. And it is takes a lot of um, a lot of extra work that is very labor intensive. Yes. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the the wine for a minute, um, and then we'll come back and talk about the two, the the food. Um, sure. Your your space is so beautiful, and I love it when you're standing on the property and you invite us to close our eyes as we look afar and <laughs> see the little church that sits in the heart of Tuscany, just like those little places do, right? Yes. And yes. you can see it in your mind's eye, right? It feels just like you're being in the heart of Tuscany for sure. Yes. With the, with the all that you've gone into intentionally creating there. So the wine, right? You yes. have such darn good wine. <laughs> and to date, I understand that you've created about 30 different types, right? Yes. So what makes a great wine in your opinion? Like, what does it well, take? Well, to me, what I look at as a great wine <clears throat> are, are two things. And, and I, I mention this all the time. I want a wine that is varietal, specific, in character. That means the fresh fruit of, say, a Pinot Noir grape. That is the exact character that I want in my wine. When it's a bottle of wine and you and you pop the cork and pour that wine into a glass, I want you to smell the, the soft cherry strawberry characteristics of that Pinot Noir fresh fruit. So varietal character is is essential for me. And to do that specifically, you need 100% of that grape. Mm. And and I always seem to mention to to people that I'm around that um, almost all wines that you will get, at least from from the United States and California is 70 plus percent of all that wine, is the the wines are blends. And, And 70 
5% is what's on the bottle. If it says a Zinfandel or a Petit Syrah or a Pinot Noir or whatever, and 25% is something else, anything else. Mm-hmm. You can put any any other grape varietal you want in there. And so that, to me, destroys the characteristic of that varietal character, mm. which is very, very important. And I love- um, yeah. I love how you describe when you, you know, give the example in your wine tour that when you bite into an apple or an orange, right, it's that's, you know, what that tastes like, right? And we don't think about that when it comes to our wines as well. And you had said something interesting about the esters. Tell us a little bit about that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Navigating the silent, complex moments of separation or your partner's need for space can feel like walking through a maze without a map. If this sounds familiar, know that you are not alone. This journey, filled with uncertainties and introspection, requires a gentle, understanding guide. Hey, I'm Brooke from Love Shack Live. We see you, and more importantly, we get it. That's why we created the Separation Support Bundle a collection of resources designed to not just guide you through separation, but to offer comfort and clarity during these times. Our separation guide offers insights and support to help make sense of your emotions and the process of separation. And for those moments when words escape you, our guide on 10 texts to send when navigating space provides thoughtful prompts to help communicate with compassion, plus a soothing separation meditation to help ease the overwhelming moments. Because sometimes all we need is a starting point or a way to start feeling okay again. Remember, you don't have to journey through these complexities of separation alone. Our separation support bundle is here to accompany you, guiding you towards healing, understanding, and most importantly, the renewed sense of self. Visit stacybartley.com forward slash bundle today to access your free separation support bundle. At Love Shack Live, we're all about exploring the real stuff that relationships bring, the good and the challenging. So let's tackle this together, because even in the hardest times, there's hope, growth, and yes, even love to be found. Oh, yeah. Well, biting into that nice fresh fruit, that um, the peach or pear or whatever, and uh, what what is it that you, what is it that you're smelling when you when you're tasting that wonderful fruit characteristic? It's a small volatile little molecules called esters, which is the essence of fruit, and the essence of fruit is extremely important for that fruit. I mean, it goes to your brain and says, "Nice peach." Mm-hmm. When you think about it, well, like, how do I know that's a nice fresh fruit? Well, that's mm-hmm. that's the esters, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, having having these esters as the ultimate to me for the fruit characteristic is is essential. Now, if you know how fruit ripens, though, it gives you another picture of the fruit. When fruit ripens, when it's green and it's not um, it's not ripe, like an apple, for instance, mm-hmm. it starts out with no sugar. But it also starts out with high acidity and the sugar rises and the acidity drops. And you have this balance spot with the sugar rising and the acidity dropping and right in between where the sugar and the acidity are balanced, crackle crunch on the apple, bridal character on the fruit. That's where I want to pick my fruit. Now, if you if you think about the bridal character and how important that is, that 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 makes sense. And the idea of sugar rising, acidity dropping in the fruit, that makes sense. But if you think about what happens with normal fermentation process to making wine, for thousands of years, they've made wine. The process is pretty easy. You, you pick the grapes, you crush the grapes, you start a fermentation, and about a week later, you have wine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty easy. Now, a typical fermentation is very, very hot, high 80s, 90s plus degrees, warm very hot. And the, the process takes about a week and then you have wine. Now, if you think about hot fermentation, um, small volatile molecules called esters, guess what happens? <laughs> you lose the essence of fruit. Mm. Now, most winemakers know that. Their, their option is pretty simple. They just say, let's leave the grapes on the vine a little longer, get a little more sugar content on there. And um, we'll get a little more more fruit characteristics coming out of the fruit because that sugar increases will make it nice and fruitful. And that is absolutely true. And um, so the idea 
of having a little more sugar content will bring out more sugar, more, more of a fruit character. But again, if you think about how that works with the fruit, the grape, no sugar when it's not ripe yet, lots of acidity. And the sugar rises and the acidity drops and the sugar rises and the acidity drops. And can you picture the sugar way up high and the acidity very low? Mm -hmm. And now the winemaker says, time to pick. Mm. Have you had a bite of that apple? (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of mushy. (laughs) A little sweet and a little mushy. Yes. The varietal character, you passed it. And the acidity kept dropping and the sugar kept rising. And the big deal about this is that the structure of the wine has changed dramatically. Mm. The the acidity, the crispness of the fresh fruit is very low and the sweetness is very high. And that sweetness, yes, will bring out more fruit characteristic and, and make that fruit sweeter and so forth. But the sweetness of the fruit, when you pick it sweeter, that sweetness goes to alcohol when you start fermenting. And the whole idea of alcohol is a whole great big deal to me. The, the, the whole thing about alcohol is if you want to know a lot about wine, there's one number, alcohol level. 14% alcohol is essentially to know a lot about wine. 14% is where you start to taste alcohol in wine. 14% is the demarcation of alcohol level. 14 and up is considered high alcohol. Below 14 is considered lower alcohol. All right? Mm-hmm. And if you think about alcohol level of 14%, that's where the government says it's not just wine anymore. It is now considered a high alcohol beverage. The tax rate starts changing then also, but that's another subject. <laughs> um, so if you think about the alcohol level of wine, 14%, you start tasting alcohol in wine. Uh, California wine, which is basically U.S. wine. What is our alcohol level? What is normal today? Mm-hmm. 14, 15. Mm-hmm. That's what's normal. 14, 15. Wait a minute. I said 14, you start tasting alcohol. What about 14, 15, 15, 5, 16, 16, 5, 17? 17 is brandy, by the way. 17, mm-hmm. 5, 18, 18. Oh, are you kidding me? That's yeast made wine. Yes. Mm. Okay. So the idea of tasting alcohol in wine, whoa, all of our wines, if 14, 15 is normal and we have all these higher, 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 because the the grape was left out there longer, longer, longer and got higher, higher sugar content to bring out bigger, bigger fruit character. To, to have a wine that tastes good, though, and not taste the alcohol, you have to fix it. And I, I always refer to this fixing the wine so that a 14, 15, 16%, 17% alcohol wine tastes good. It does. But you have to fix it. I call this fix the cocktail syndrome. <laughs> what's, what, so what's a cocktail? You, you get a glass and you pour some alcohol in the glass. And then you take some um, sugary fruit juice of some sort and you pour that in there and you take some fruit and hang it on the end of the glass. And then you maybe a little umbrella would help. Yep, yep. Yeah. And, you know, maybe like a, like a pina colada or something like that. <laughs> you, you have a pina colada? Before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, certainly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I always, I always say that, well, you, you know what I know about pina coladas. And pina coladas, there is no alcohol in pina coladas. There is none, no alcohol in pina coladas at all. Until you stand up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pina coladas are perfect fruit drinks. They're wonderful. You can have 10 of them. No, you can't. They have alcohol in there. Yes. You don't taste the alcohol. Why? The sugar. Covered up with the sugar. Right. Yes. The sugar is masking the alcohol. And it also brings out more fruit character in that fruit that's in there. Okay. Compare so, it. Oh, excuse me. I just wanted you to point out, compare it to the European wines, right? You had yes. mentioned that this is some of your inspiration. And so compare yes. to our sugary, high alcohol wines here that we have in the States. What's, yes. What's a, a European wine look like? Yeah, European wine is very different on that. Um, uh, their alcohol levels start around 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Those are pretty typical European wines. Very, very low alcohol. 
our alcohol levels, as I said, our normal is 14, 15, 16, 17. They're very high alcohol, a lot of residual sugar left in the fermentation so that that residual sugar that has not been fermented is going to mask the alcohol and bring out a lot of fruit character. And if you think about our, our wines, that 14, 15 is gonna have a little residual sugar, sugar that has not been fermented in the fermentation process been stopped mm -hmm. so that it can mass the alcohol and bring out fruit. And the higher the alcohol goes, the more residual sugar you leave in the wine so that the fruit characteristics starts changing as alcohol goes up. More and more sugar is, is needed to bring out a bigger and bigger fruit character. The higher the alcohol, the bigger the fruit character. That's basic That's basic science on, on wine, okay? Mm -hmm. European wines are very, very low in alcohol. Now, if you think where does alcohol come, it comes from sugar. So the lower alcohol wines before below 14 means that the sugar level is lower, means the alcohol is lower. That means the acidity is a little higher. 14% is a demarcation line, remember 14%? Mm -hmm. So as you drop lower in the alcohol, you have a little higher in the acidity. And when you're thinking about European wines being lower alcohol wines, basically, I mean, they have, they have very low and they have some high, but the average is pretty low. It's in that 9, 10, 11, 12 range. I just had a, a European wine last night mm. for, for dinner and it was 12.5. It's just a very typical European wine. Yeah. Um, and um, what what does the a little higher acidity do when you're talking about food? Yeah. Anything with a little acidity makes your mouth water. Yes, that happens. Hey, you ever have your mouth water when you're just hungry? Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and how was the food when you were hungry because your mouth is watering? You, you wanted to have some food. You had some food and food tastes pretty good. Yes. Yeah. It you didn't know. matter what it was, but if it was really good food, then it would be great. Okay. Right. The, the higher, a little higher in acidity, what that does is it cleanses your palate, makes your mouth water. And when your mouth is watering, by the way, why, why did that food taste so good? When your mouth is watering, it engages your taste buds. Mm. When your taste buds are engaged. It tells your brain, I think I'd like some food. And then when you actually have food, because your brain is already saying, I want food, and your, and your taste buds are saying, yes, I do, the, the food tastes good. And then you take a sip of the wine, and it cleanses your palate, makes your mouth water, makes you want to have food. Then you taste some food, and the food tastes good. And then you sip the wine, it cleanses the palate, makes your mouth water, makes you want to have food. Food tastes good. That is a structure of a wine that is very European in structure. And, and it is a structure that in, encourages the, the combination of food and wine. Food mm -hmm. tastes better because of the wine and wine tastes better because of the food. Mm -hmm. and, and if you think about that, that's exactly what happens in Europe. Europeans have 20 plus gallons of wine per person per year. Americans have one half to one gallon per person per year. Wow. Americans are having, the, well, Americans stand up and drink wine like cocktails. Mm -hmm. Europeans sit down at a table they have a lot of food. They have bottles of wine. A couple hours later, more food, more wine. Mm -hmm. That's lunch. Yes. <laughs> or aperitivo, right? Yeah. Food. <laughs> so that, the, whole, the whole idea of food and wine is um, something that I, I really, really in, enjoy. Um, and that's why I have a restaurant. The, the, the idea of having, having wonderful, gourmet, real chef prepared food. And then if you think about how, how and why you would want to know a little bit more about wine and food, if you're going to have wine and food, um, it would really help to know a little bit about that combination. You know, I, I make a wine called Albarino. It is a Spanish varietal wine. It's a white wine. It's, it's primarily grown in the Northwest corner of Spain up by the Atlantic Ocean, a lot of seafood there. If you're going to have this 10% alcohol wine, by the way, when I say 10%, can you tell me what do you think the acidity level would probably be? A little lower or a little higher? A little higher. A little higher. Uh-huh. See, you got it already. <laughs> because if it was over 14%, 
you would say the alcohol is a little higher, but the acidity is a little lower. Not so good for a structure of a wine if you're going to have food. With a 10% alcohol wine, the structure is now set up that you have a little higher acidity level. The fruit character isn't real big because the sugar level is, low, is a little lower. And But this, this characteristics of fruit of this wine is a citrusy, kind of a lemon-lime kind of characteristics of the wine with a little higher acidity. Now you think, I guess that would be an okay sipping wine, but I guess if you were having seafood, oh, seafood, now we're talking. That lemon that you squeeze on your fish is Mm -hmm. already in the wine. Mm -hmm. It tastes that it has that nice citrusy characteristics. You take a bite of a nice fresh fish and all of a sudden the wine all of a sudden tastes better. I so agree. And by that way, that Albarino is fantastic. Oh, good, good, good. There truly is a romance between food and wine. And, and there is just starting to describe it. Let's um, yeah. let's come back and you can give us a little mini lesson, perhaps on the best way to pair the two together, what to look for, what to pay attention. Oh, right? yeah. What do you say? Well, oh, we'll yeah, be, sure. We'll be right I, back. I mean, when we come back? Oh, yeah, right. yeah, we're going to we'll come, come back. right back. Yeah, we'll be right all back. Right. Don't go anywhere, Grover. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Ready to learn the most important thing you can do to revitalize your relationship today? Go to stacybartley.com slash fairy dust. stacybartley.com forward slash fairy dust. This is the number one thing Stacy teaches her VIP clients that has the power to improve the health of your relationship today. Learn how sprinkling a little fairy dust in your relationship can stop arguments in their tracks, rekindle your spark, and take your difficult conversations from the struggle bus to easy street. Do you find yourself attempting to get your point across to friends and family and notice their feelings become hurt instead? Do you tend to feel misunderstood and taken for granted the majority of the time? Instead of listening to others in a conversation, do you find yourself formulating your next response to prove your point? Are you having a difficult time showing up to say anything, but you think about doing it a lot? When we feel like we are being the jerk or the doormat in our relationships, we tend to criticize ourselves harshly. The reality is we've never been taught how to share ourselves effectively with those who we care about and love. Your skills as a salesperson, master negotiator, or expert debater will only lead you into a fight. Matters of the heart require different skills. For a limited time, get half off the regular price of a communications workshop designed to help you gain the understanding and skills you need to navigate through your communications with others, giving you the ability and experience to feel heard, appreciated, and a sense that you matter to the people you care about the most. Get all the juicy details at stacybartley.com forward slash communication. Do you feel like your love life is on life support? It's time for a turbocharged relationship resuscitation with an alternative to marriage counseling. Head over to stacybartley.com to learn more about their proprietary programs their clients use to save their relationships. S-T-A-C-I-B-A-R-T-L-E-Y.com. Visit stacybartley.com today. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk 1150. All right. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, we've been talking with Dr. Grover Lee about the wonderful aspects of wine and the beautiful Wise Villa winery that he has very intentionally created. And we're going to dive into a little mini lesson right now on the best ways to pair food and wine together. Now, I know that. Right. I know there's volumes of information on this, Grover. I mean, you uh-huh. know, books and, and shows and that kind of thing. But I love how you just succinctly help us focus on what's important as far as the basics go. So take sure. it away. Tell us how to do this. If I have a sure. food and I have a wine, how do we pair these two to get the experience you were just talking about? Sure. White wine. Let's start off with white wine. White wine, uh, by looking at the wine, it tells you a lot about the wine just by looking at it. It's white. That means there is no red color. That means there is no tannins. 
And, and when I say anything about wine in the wine world, when I say always, that means almost always, but it really means always, but it really means almost <laughs> always. Okay. okay, got it. All right. So white wine has no tannins. Uh, rosés have no tannins. Um, so that means the color of white means there's no, there's no anthracyanin molecules in there that goes along with the tannins. So white wine has no tannins. That's a good point. Rosés are, are, have some color, but how they get the color is different than a light red wine. Rosés are, are a type of wine that is made specifically to get only a little color to a white wine. So rosés, if you put it in your head that it's a white wine, then the, the color won't fool you. And um, light red wines means that it has light tannins because that color molecule goes along with the tannins. So the color will tell you how much tannin it is. A medium colored red wine has medium tannins and a big, dark, heavy, dark red wine probably has lots of tannins. So tannins look through the that, wine and see like like how how dark it is. That's gonna give right. you an idea of how, how light it is or how dark tannins. it is, knowing that rosés are white wines. All right, okay. so starting off with that, white wines, um, have no tannins. Um, if you're talking about white wine and fish, like, would you want to have white wine and fish? Why? Um, well, there is actually some pretty good reasons. Number one, white wines are typically have more acidity than red wines. All right. That's, that's a very typical thing. White wines have more acidity. They have no tannins. And the thing about fish is fish has something called omega-3 fatty acids in them. Omega-3 fatty acids are, are good for you. We all know that. The problem is that when you have when you have a red wine with tannins and omega-3 fatty acids in your mouth, it causes a slight metallic taste. Not overwhelming, but it's there. It's just enough to say, mm, something's a little wrong with the fish or the wine's not that good or something's wrong. It's a metallic taste coming from the omega-3 fatty acids and tannins. Mm. Okay. Now, if you want to have a red wine with fish, then if you went to... I, a red wine that had a, a rosé would work, no tannins, or a light, light red wine. And, and talking about varietal character, this is where varietal character is extremely important. Like a Pinot Noir in um, Burgundy, France would be a very light colored wine. It would be lower, very low in, in alcohol, which would tell you automatically that the acidity level is a little higher. And it would be very appropriate for fish, okay? Um, and then let's jump to the other extreme. I don't know how much time I can go on with this, but how about big red wines? What kind of food would a bigger red wine that has lots of tannins? Mm -hmm. Big red well, steak. But, yeah, uh, steak. That sounds good. And what do you always see? You always see like, like when you see pictures of red wine and so forth, you always see like cheese, right? Mm -hmm. why, why do you always see cheese with, with big red wines and stuff? Yeah. Well, the tannins that I talked about causing that little gripping right on your, your both sides of your cheek when you're tasting a red wine and that grip that you feel that sensation of gripness. Okay. That's a red wine and a red wine with, with tannins, that gripping when you drink it all by itself, it's, it's tastes nice. But um, when you have a little bit of cheese and then have the wine, what does that wine taste a little bit better? Mm -hmm. Well, because the tannins that are attaching to your epithelial lining of your tissue towards the back of your mouth on both sides of the cheek, um, the tannin gripping is now gripping on the protein of the, of the cheese. And now when you taste the wine, that grip is a little lighter and the fruit characteristics, you can come out a little bit more. And all of a sudden that wine tastes just a little bit better. Yeah, And then when you're talking about meat protein, like a nice barbecued filet mignon or something. And now, now you take a sip of the wine and you take a bite of your wonderful steak and that protein now is being attached. The, the, wine, the wine tannins are now latching onto the protein of the steak. And that steak with that nice barbecue characteristics and stuff, that's what some of the characteristics of the toasting of the barrel that is in the bigger red wines that is a very, very nice match characteristically in your mouth. And then the lighten, the lighterness of the gripping from the chemistry of the tannin and protein 
going on. It's it's easier tasting on the wine and the, the meat characteristics that are a lot of those characteristics are found in the wine. And I don't know how much time I have to go through. Well, let me, let me just kind of consolidate. I think what you're saying is, so, so if I have a light wine and it's white, now, then I'm going to be pretty safe to pair it with like white food or light. There you go. That's right. And if Absolutely. I have a big, bold red one, like the darker it gets, the more fatty I want to get, right? Like cheese and steak and beef. Yeah, something with, with big proteins. And um, yeah, that that is basically it. And the and the food characteristics of the food also is very nice. Basically, I, I, I you can look at it two, two or three different ways. Um, and, and light wines, lighter foods, um, the lighter red wines, the medium foods, like from pasta to, mm. um, to lamb, duck, chicken, um, those, a pork, okay, the, 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 the lighter, medium-bodied, colored wines, nice. And then the bigger, the bigger meats, the steaks and, and the roasts and things like that, you can go with the bigger red wines, yeah. all right? The, the food characteristics of those. That's one way of looking at food and wine. I love Another that. way of looking at food and wine. And that is, if you're having Italian food, why don't you try looking at Italian wines? Yeah, that's a great idea. Or Mexican <laughs> or, 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 food or, or, or spicy food with Mexican wines, right? Yeah, or, or, or the varietal characteristics of, of that wine. I mean, we have lots of American wines that are, have have Italian varietal character grapes. All right. And, and same thing with the French and so forth. So I make, I make French wines, Italian wines, uh, German wines, uh, Spanish wines, Portuguese wines, um, (laughs) Argentine wines, chili wines. um, Which means really good wine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the country, the country that the food came from, has been there typically if you're talking about the European countries especially small communities small villages that that developed the grapes and the wine that they made wine and they made their food for the local village types of food that grew there and made there and after you know 500 years or so they finally figured out that this wine they liked a lot with this food mhm I want to point out something here about food and wine, right? And the reason why we're talking about this today, right, is to bring it back to the idea of romance. And it's interesting to point out here that that eating includes all five of our human senses. When it looks good, when it smells amazing, when it tastes delicious and the texture in your mouth is tantalizing, right, Mm -hmm. along with how it sounds when you're chewing it, it's no wonder that food creates so much pleasure for us as human beings. And we want to, of course, share that pleasure with each other. So we get so excited to do that, don't we? I mean, it's like if I'm cooking, oh, hey, 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 taste this, taste this. Oh, you're going to love this. It's going to be so great. Oh, it's going to be so great with the wine. And what I love is when you dive into the history of food and wine, that it goes back to 7000 BC, archaeologically. Like we've been doing this a really long time. So now that we have a really great understanding of the food and the wine, thank you so much to your wise wisdom, um, (laughs) and enjoying them creates so much pleasure for us because we combined all those senses, right? I want us, I want to point out, let's take it a step deeper, right? Let's create an experience of romance now. And why is it that we experience romance with the food and the wine? Because we now know that our senses are heightened, right? All five of them at the same time is what yeah. us humans typically describe as that feeling of romance. So yeah. let's talk about environment for a moment, because that plays such a key part, right? Now we've got the food, we've got the wine. Let's talk about the environment or the space. And Wise Villa does a fantastic job of this, you know, stimulating our five senses, sight, smell, yeah. taste, touch, sound. You got the dim lighting, ooh la la, you know, the beautiful art and music that, as you had mentioned in the background. Mm-hmm. And all of this begins to create that funny feeling of romance inside of us. Like, this is really amazing. And I want our listeners to know that with a little bit of intentionality, right, you can yes. create a bit of romance at home. That this is why it's the pathway to our hearts, right? If we yes. have a beautiful place to be, a good, beautiful wine and food, there's no place else you want to go, right? That's right. That's so, absolutely right. I absolutely believe that. You know, I, 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 <laughs> I say this all the time also. 
I said, you know, I they'll someone will buy a, a bottle of wine and they'll say, I love this Wisevilla wine. It's so wonderful. And and um, I, I'm going to cherish this. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to keep this one for a special time. I said, you know, Tuesday night dinner is a very special time. <laughs> exactly. I love <laughs> no, that I'm, you said that. It's so I, I am totally serious. You know, I that the idea of, of buying buying something that I, I I have I can go on and on about this idea of of aging wine. Mm-hmm. My idea is is like. You know, today in modern times, we have, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, we don't have to put them on ships and not know if the ship was going to return in 10 years or not. Sure. So a long, long time ago, aging wine actually made some sense to it because there was a, a real time factor in when you would ever see that kind of wine again if the ship came. I mean, if you lived in England and the wines were coming from France or Portugal, I mean, you had no idea when you're going to see that again. I love um, it. So let's so, give, let's give our listeners some simple ways that they can create a little romance at home, shall we? Yes. For, the first one that I have on my list is let's start start from finish. Let's set the mood right by pulling out some beautiful dishes and a yes. tablecloth and maybe light some candles and, and some and flowers. Flowers, gentlemen. gentlemen. <laughs> I love that. And then you gotta music. have some flowers there. Okay. <laughs> I some love candles. The Dim, yes. dim the lights. Okay, the candles will be enough, and um, put some soft, wonderful. And if you, you know what, I've really got hooked on, on some soft, like French or Italian or you know Spanish love song music. That's that you don't know. Like you makes you feel like you're somewhere. Oh, I love and, that. And, and and you want to do, you know, uh, I don't know. You know, it just starts. You just start bouncing there at the table a little tiny bit. Just like your I arms t- start going a little bit. I totally agree. And and if you enjoy some cooking, then you know, search up some doable recipes. And yes, just yeah. like you had mentioned, let's step outside of our normal fare. Let's do something yeah. we've never done before, right? And and if cooking isn't your thing, guess what? I need to tell you, if you're local here, Wise Villa has a takeout, so you can swing by, pick up a beautiful <laughs> gourmet meal, right? And don't forget dessert. And this is the point where I need to tell oh. you your truffles are fantastic. Um, and then we, we we take our... I like lava our, cake with, with um, vanilla ice cream myself. <laughs> is that your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> and then we pair and pour our wine, right? Remember, white with white, dark with dark, right? And the lights and in between, yeah. they're kind of in that medium. Yes. And here's the best part, Grover, and I've heard you mention this a couple of times. We get to now relax and linger over a meal. And we get to share ourselves with each other and actually have a conversation. Yeah, we don't have TVs, by the way. Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't. We don't have you know Super Bowl day, and uh, we have an event called um, uh, and Super Bowl with an X, or you know, <laughs> come out and and if you if you're not a big you know sports fan, then we have a, a quiet oasis for you, and I I want people to sit across from each other. And look at each other, and put. And, and I say this a lot of times. I go to the table and I say, "I'm sorry, phones are not allowed to be used in this place." And I kid, of course. All right, I smile and I say, "I'm kidding," but talk to each other. Yes. I say that a lot. Yes. And so if I we need, you, take your was, time. Yes. Take and, your time. And, and you do such a great job of creating that experience. You know, just pulling onto the property gives you that experience of slowing down. I love that. Yeah. And here's the here's the reality. I think we've gotten so caught up, right, um, with hurry, hurry, distraction, distraction, that sometimes we forget that we don't know how, to, or we know how, but we forget how to have a conversation. I and know. so. If that's the if that's the case, I just want to throw out a plug for my conversation cards here because, right? It's as simple as put them in your purse, put them in your pocket. You don't know what to say. Just draw a card. It's got some profound questions on there that gets us sharing and talking. And it's amazing how one I want that. question. You got it. <laughs> I want I'm, that. We'll bring I'm you a box the next oh, time we come. It's doctor. my gift want- to you. <laughs> <laughs> Because we get bottled up sometimes, right? And we're like, yeah. oh, I know this is the point in time where I've got the table set, the dishes out, the flowers, the music. I've got the whole thing. Oh, and I'm looking into your eyes and I oh, I don't know what to say. What do I, I tell say? you what? I, you know, I like what you're saying. 
There's one more thing that I really need to plug in here. Sure. And that is with that nice soft music, stand up, put her in your arms and dance mm -hmm. slowly. Mm -hmm. I do that always. Mm -hmm. Even when I'm out, sometimes I look weird, but I'm okay. I'm not normal. Oh, I love that. And you know what that creates, Grover, that we talk about a lot over here? Yeah. An, an experience that tingles your toes. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and when well, you come back to sip the wine, the wine is uh, really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, gosh, guys, it's time for us to go today. We've got another episode to wrap up here at the Love Shack. Thank you so much for being here with us and God, listening in. And Grover, thank you so much for joining us today. This was so much fun. Any last oh, thoughts that you, you want to share here? Nash? Sure, sure. Uh, I always like to leave with saying, be smart, drink wise. I like that. Oh, like, and then great. I know, I know, Doctor Doctor Lee, you have some, some. If you're if you're blessed to be local like we are, you've got some. Share with us. You have a couple of lovely events, you know, coming up as well. Oh. And, then, and then, what states are you allowed to ship to? I know you've shared with us outside. Of yeah, California. I, I, I we're, we ship to um, every state that we can ship to. There, <laughs> there's probably thirty five um, or so states that we ship with no problems okay a few states that have some weird laws but um okay yeah we do ship a lot let me just put this in there wisevillawinery.com is his website you can get all the juicy details about upcoming events as well as seeing if he ships to your state by visiting his website and you can purchase those connection cards not you grover we're going to send you some but oh, but the rest of us you can purchase your connection cards by visiting um our my website is stacybartley.com forward slash cards coming up next week we're going to have mariola porus a beautiful woman from guatemala she's here to help share with us some healthy living tips on how that impacts your ability to love and and you that starts to make sense right you said dancing and and we can't yes. dance if we don't feel so great so thank you again for our listeners and all of those who have been here with us to share and enjoy this if you've enjoyed today's show, we're going to ask you to please share it on the podcast platform when it's uploaded. And to bring our song to a close, we're going to share with you a song that perhaps you can play in the background for that romantic evening. One of our favorites. Mm -hmm. Blank and Jones, Relax Edition, number three, Die Sude. And you can use this to set the mood. And don't forget to dance, just like Grover suggested. <laughs> <laughs> Until we connect again, know that we're sending you extraordinary love along with the power to create it today. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Bye Thanks, bye, everybody. everybody. Thank you.